Our keepers came from the book of uh, First Samuel, verses 15, verses 23. First Samuel 15, verses 23, and I'm going to read. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry, because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He, all, he, has all, he also has rejected you from being a king. This was the, these words uh, was from Samuel giving uh, it to Saul after he, has, he had not followed what God had told him. Uh, first of all, that you know that Israel at first he had no, they, they were not led by kings. But they all thought in their mind that we need also to have kings so that we may be like another nations. That also we may be, that we need kings that will lead us in, a, in the war, in all those things. Forgetting that God had been leading them from the past. Uh, from, from the book of uh, First Corinthians 10 verse 11. First Corinthians 10 verse 11. The Bible records that now all these things happen to them as examples. And they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of these ages have come. All these things that we read, it's like a story, but it, was, it happened to them so that we may learn uh, we may learn from them. Saul was commanded by, by God that they were, uh, the, the Amalekites had, had uh, uh, God did not desire for the nation of Israel to have an earthly king to rule over them. But when they chose that part, God allowed them. King Saul was chosen to be a king. He was the son of Kish. So, after Israel has thought that we need to have a king to lead us, so God gave them what they want. Verse, I'm reading from 1 Samuel, verses 15, 1 Samuel 15, verses 1. The Bible says, Samuel also said to Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint you over his people, over Israel. Now, therefore, heed the voice of the words of the Lord. After Solomon, so Saul has been anointed as a king, he was commanded that to hear or to heed the word of the Lord. The book of John 15 verse 14 says that if you love me, keep my commandment. So now verse 2, thus said the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel. How he ambushed him on the way when they came from the Egypt. We all know that uh, when when Israel was from Egypt, when they was on the way, the Amalek, Amalekites attacked them. And, uh, and God was not, uh, was not happy for what uh, the, the Amalek did to the children of Israel. Uh, so now Lord God has commanded that Saul 
that they, uh, they now go and attack the Amalekites and utterly destroy them, all that they have, and do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, infant and nursing, child and infant and nursing child, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. So now, God, if you just see that that, uh, that text verse three, uh, you, you, some may some when they read this, it uh, is a is a challenge because they see that God has no justice. Uh, because he told them go and destroy them utterly, and completely, without uh, not lefting uh, everything behind. So, if you just read the history of Amal Amalekites, there uh, there is a reason behind why God had told told uh, Saul that he need to uh, to to smit them uh, uh, to clear them, so that because they had done wrong, the children of Israel. The history tells us how exceedingly wicked the, the, uh, the Bible and Amalekites were. They were cunning and cruel race of people. Their religious and moral practices were so vile that in time they will have self-destructed with venereal diseases. Evil has a way of prolifer proliferating very rapidly and could soon infect God's children. Uh, in the scripture, Amalek became a type of man who ruled by his flesh. And uh, Paul tells us that if we live after the flesh, we will die. But if through the spirit, we will modify the deeds of the flesh that will live. Also, Paul commands uh, the, the Colossians to put to death whatever belongs to the earthly nature, such as sexual immorality, impurity, Last, evil desires. These are the, th the very things that they bring the wrath of God upon the world. So, you see my topic. It says, rebel without a cause. That you just wake up early morning and say that, no, I'm not going to do this. You just have that thinking that without my opinion being accepted, I will not accept it. Just rebel. If you, are, if, if you, if you listen to that, why are you refusing this thing? You say, I'm just refusing for nothing. You don't have a solid a ground to, hold, uh, to argue with. You just say, you have preformed opinions that you just, you need, you have to be followed. So, Solomon, Saul was a king, forgetting that God was the one who put him to be a king. He was uh, from a small tribe of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin. So, he was just, for after God have lifted him up, he forget what he was before. God had commanded him that he go and clear all the Amalekites. Verses 4, so now Saul gathered the people together and numbered them in Telaim, 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 men of Judah. And Saul came to a city of Amalek and lay in wait in the valley. Then Saul to the Kenites, go depart, get down from among the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them. For you showed kindness to all the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt. So the Kenites departed from among the Amalekites. And Saul attacked the Amalekites. Now 
from the command that he has given, now he's doing it. But you will notice something ahead. From Hevila all the way to Shur, which is east of Egypt, he also took Agak of the Amalekites alive, forgetting he was told that to clear everything. God commands is very clearly. We have been told that be careful of what you see. So Saul took the, uh, the Agak, king of Amalekites, alive and utterly destroyed all people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the, the fatlings, the lambs, and all that was good and was unwilling to utterly destroy them, but everything despised and worthless that they utterly destroy. Now, he has been told that destroy everything, but now here, he has left the Agag, the king, those good things that you always see in our eyes that is good. We have been told that he has been commanded that to do away with all things. But now he is not heeding to the, the, the command that he was given. Now, verse 10. Now the word of the Lord came to Samuel saying, I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as a king, for he has turned back from following me. And he has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried out to the Lord all night. Before this, there are things that Saul has did. He has disobeyed God before. There are several events that display the disobedience of Saul after, after he became a king. He offered a sacrifice at Gilgal, refusing to wait for Samuel. At times, we can be told that, let us wait for someone to help us with this. But we say, no, I can't. I have the mandate to do it. You do it, unknowingly that it is not God's will that you are supposed to do. Also, uh, he offered a sacrifice at Gilgal, refusing to wait for Samuel. Secondly, he made a rash oath that almost cost the, the life of Jonathan, his son. This we get in the first Samuel verse 14. That as, as, as sometimes we can make things rashly, forgetting that we are endangering the lives of other people. Uh, God gave God gave a command Samuel. This you get uh, from First uh, Samuel 15 verse 1 to 3 that to destroy the Amalekites. Amalekites had a, had a notorious history with gods. They had attacked them without cause as they journeyed from Egypt. So God promised to punish them when the time came. So now, God had promised before. You read uh, in the book of Deuteronomy 25, verse 17 to 19, that what Amalek did to Israel. So now God, he was still remembering. He had waited the Malachites to repent their sins, but they didn't. So now the time has, has came now to be destroyed. Uh, verses 11, or verses 12. 
So when Samuel rose early in the morning to meet Saul, it was told Samuel uh, it was told Samuel saying, Saul went to Camel and indeed he set up monument for himself and has gone around, passed by and gone down to Gilgal. That after he has done that, he went to the uh, the Gilgal to set a monument that is first for himself, not for God. That is pride. He is exercising, he is uh, using his authority uh, in a bad way. He is f putting his priority first. That is a kind of pride. That at a time, uh, we put much of our own desires that, the, uh, than what God had planned uh, for us. So, verse 13, then Samuel went to Saul, and Saul said to him, hear what, verse 13, I love this one now. Then Samuel went to Saul, and Saul said to him, blessed are, are, are you of the Lord. I have performed the commandments of the Lord. Now, this now, even that statement only will tell you that that guy was guilty. You always want to know those people who are guilty. They'll first approach you and say that, I have done it all. So that at least, so, but Samuel knew what was, uh, sometimes, <laughs> this one now, I remember when we were young, that you, you were used to, maybe you steal uh, sugar, steal what? So when the, uh, your mother came, maybe in the evening, ask you who, it, uh, who took uh, the sugar. And you say, no, I didn't took it. But the evidence is in the mouth. So now, this also what happened to, to Saul. Verses, uh, verses, verses 14. But Samuel said, what then is that bleating of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? Yani, the, the sheep start bleating after, after Saul talking that I have done it all. Akaskia tuko, mbuzi inapika kilele, ngombe inapika kilele huko. Eh. And he was saying that I have done it all, what you command. And the command that he was, he was given that complete, utterly complete all of them. Verses, uh, verse 15. And Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites. For the people spare the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord, your God, and the rest we have utterly destroyed. That they have sought in their mind that we spare this so that we can use them as sacrifice. So remembering that God, uh, all of them was, uh, has been cast by God, that you destroyed all of them, but for them, they have seen that this we can sacrifice them to God. At times, we are taught, we, some of us, we are from uh, maybe we, we manage to come to invest. Uh, not all of us who are, who, are, who, are, who are in high school came to invest. But the few of us who came to university, it was not by your will that you came to invest. It was God's that See that, see, see that you join the university. But now after coming here, you forgot 
the command. You forgot what brought you here. You came here. Uh, you say yeah, you you just find in your heart what you do. You don't seek first from your God, but you just do. That comes in your mind, not forgetting that the book of Jeremiah, 17 verses 9 to 10, that heart is so deceitful. Book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 17, verses 10. The Bible records, and the Lord searched the heart, and the Lord searched the heart. I tested the mind, even to give every man according to his ways according to the fruits of his doings. You have got that one. From, I mean, from, uh, from, number nine, from number nine, it says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who, who can know it? That we know that our heart is so deceitful. Book of uh, Proverbs 26, verses 27 Proverbs 26, verses 27. Bible records, whatever or whoever digs a pit will fall into it. And he who rolls a stone will have it rolled back to on him. A lying tongue hates those who are crushed by it. And a flattering mouth works ruin. Now, Saul has dug his own pit. He, say, he was commanded that you go and clear all what was in the Amalekites. But now, he is bringing all what he, he himself sees that is the best. Verse 16, 1 Samuel. Then Samuel said to Saul, Be quiet, and I will tell you what the Lord said to me last night. And he said to him, speak on. So Samuel said, when you were little in your own eyes, were you not head of the tribes of Israel? And did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel? Now the Lord sent you on a mission and said, go and utterly destroy the, sin, the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Verse 19, when, why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swap down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord. And Saul said to Samuel, But I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me and brought back Agag, king of Amalek. I have destroyed utterly, I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites, but the people 
of the plundering, pl uh, plunder, sheep and oxen, the best of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice the Lord your God in Gilgal. Now, times, if you just see there, there is no storied argument for Saul. Just giving time and time that it was uh, people's, the first time he said that he saw it, it was, it, it was the best that uh, we, brought, we bring them so that it, we offer them as, as, a, as a sacrifice to God. Most of us, we all, even next week, next Sabbath, when the, some of you will be chose to be leaders here, you say, no, I will not do it. If you just ask him, why, why not? Say, no, you don't have something to justify you that you are not able to do it. You just think in your mind that I cannot make it. Forgetting that God is the one who uses you to do his work. So, you will see just next, next week, you will see some of them will just have such feeling, no, I cannot be an elder. I cannot be this. Not forgetting that we are not doing the work for, uh, for men. It's for our God. Verse 20, 22. Samuel now said, As the Lord has a great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. That only obedience. You can be good in giving tithes. You can be good in doing every, but in you, there is no disobedience. The best thing, you are first to obey the commands of the Lord. Verses, uh, verses 20, 23, now where the key text came from. For rebellion is as, a, as the sin of witchcraft. Just imagine, for rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. I myself, I don't know even the sin of witchcraft, how it is. Versus, uh, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He also has rejected you from being a king. Our God, is, uh, some, it, it begin, from beginning, you just see uh, the, uh, the, second, the third verse that God commands Saul that you to destroy the Amalekites completely, we may think that our God is unjust. Our God is not unjust. Our God uh, gives us time to repent our sins. If we just keep on rebelling him away, just think that we can only do by our own, then know that. We cannot make it. God is the one to use us. Oh, I pray that we allow God to use us so that we may do his work accordingly. Then, now verse 24, then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed 
the commandment of the Lord. And your words, because I feared the people and obey their voice. I feared the people and obey their voice. Some of us, we have good friends. We have those good friends who are good in influencing. If we just think that we cannot do with them, then we are on a strong side. God, if we only depend on God, we cannot, uh, we, will, uh, we will overcome all of them. Book of Acts 5, verse 29, that uh, Peter and apostles, Peter and apostles, Five as twenty nine, five as twenty nine. But Peter and other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. But more of us here, we, we, we fear our friends more than God. We only follow what they tell us rather than God. Remember, Saul is a king. He was anointed by Samuel. He was, uh, he was chosen as a king of Israel. In fact, the first king of Israel. Then now, he, he feared the friends around him. He feared the voice, or he hid the voice of men, not the voice of the Lord. We, in our, in our daily life situation, most of us now, we as most uh, stroke 17, we are now going out. And, uh, we'll be facing challenges on uh, in, the make, in making some decisions. Maybe you'll be called to an interview and uh, you will be we'll told to work on a Sabbath. But you yourself, maybe you have, after, long, after a long time, you have been struggling looking for a job. And now, and now you have gotten one. So, and you will be told that you will be working on a Sabbath. You, you will obey them because you have been searching the job for a long time, forgetting that you are disobeying your God. I remember once uh, times my brother who was going, he was, a teacher, he was a teacher, so he had been called for an interview. And uh, he was asked this question, that now, being sometimes we are teaching on a Sabbath, we are doing this and this, and uh, from, he is the verse that came to his mind was that the Acts 5 verse 29, that just say, I rather obey God and the principal who was among the panel who are interviewing him say completed for him than men. Meaning, if you just, and from beginning from that day, they knew he was, by day he got that job and beginning from that day, on a Friday he had an up to the knee. And so, meaning, if you only trust in God, then uh, God uh, if, there is nothing difficult in our God. So, Saul heard the voice of 
his friends, yeah, the, the people, that forgetting he was, left, he was lifted from humble, humble background, a small tribe of Israel, that is Benjamin. And now he has turned away from God. Where verses, verses 25. Now, therefore, he is now telling, uh, so, uh, informing someone that, now, therefore, please pardon my sin and turn with me that I may worship the Lord. But Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you. Maybe, in our times, we might do the first, uh, maybe we might, uh, we might go against God, maybe disobey in the first time, in the second time, in the fourth time, we will think that he will, forget, he will forgive us for the last time. It may be the second time that to, uh, that to disobey was the last time. Now, this was the last time for Saul. He asked, he's asking Samuel that at least to pardon, to pardon the sin, to pardon his sin, that and turn with me, that I may worship the Lord. But Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you. For you have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you from being a king over Israel. And as Samuel turned around to go away, Saul says an edge of his rope and it tore. Now, this was last time for Saul. First, we have seen that the first he had uh, he had he had made he, he had not waited for Samuel to offer a sacrifice. The second, we have seen that he he made a rash oath that almost cost the life of Jonathan. So now that the third time he is not he is going away, he is not following what the Lord had told or had commanded him that to smit or to, 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 to clear away uh, the child, uh, the old what, what that, that Amalekites had and Amalekites themselves. But now he chose not to follow what God had commanded him. Now uh, Jeremiah 6 verse 16. Now you want now uh, ask that we go back the old days. That we go back the crossroad and ask that old path that we may walk therein. But I know the foolish will say I will not walk therein. Verse 16, 6 verse 16. Thus say the Lord, stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths where the good ways is and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. Then you will find the rest of your souls. And, uh, but they said, we will, not, we will not walk in it. We might have gone in, a, in one way astray uh, from 
what Lord had said for us. But it's now high time to go back the old part and ask that old part. Also, if you just also see in the book of uh, Daniel 5, the, uh, the king of uh, Bebedwaz was Belshazzar, Daniel 5. Daniel 5, Belsh uh, I'm reading for, for verse, verse, uh, verse 1 and 2. Belshazzar the king made a great feast for a thousand of his lords and drank wine in the presence of the, of the thousand. While he, test, he tested the wine, Belshazzar gave the command to bring the gold, silver, gold and silver vessel which which his father, Nebuchadnezzar, had taken from the temple which had been in Jerusalem, that the king and his lords, his wives and his concubines might drink from them. Belshazzar was a, a son of Nebuchadnezzar. He was there when the Nebuchadnezzar was a king. He all see or he all saw what happened to Nebuchadnezzar. But he didn't learn even from his father. Now he had a feast. He commanding, he's commanding that all vessels from Jerusalem, where his father, Nebuchadnezzar, had taken from the temple, which had been in Jerusalem, that he may use them for the feast. Now verse 3, they, then they, uh, they brought the gold vessel that had been taken from the temple of the house of God, which had been in the Jerusalem, and the king and the lords and, and his wives and his concubines drank from them. Now, they have been, he, he, he knows well that these things is for the temple, but he, from his mind, he think that he can use the vessels, the holy vessels from the temple for his feast. Before that, his father was a king. He saw all what happened to him, but he didn't even learn from him, from, from, uh, from, from it. We read in the first uh, Corinthians 10 verse 11 that all these things happened to them to act as an example for us. And it was written for us for admonition. But even us, we cannot learn from them. Now Belshazzar, they are in the feast. The feast is on, but verses 24, now, this now, is what now it happened. Then the fingers of the law of the of the hand was sent from him and his writing was written and this is the inscription that was written mene mene tekel uparsin meaning that the interpretation is that uh, mene god has numbered your kingdom and finished it tekel 
you have been weighed in the balance and found wanting. You might be, I've been in sin for those days, but now your days are numbered. You have been weighed. Your days is coming. You, you, you might not see many, many tekel per sin as, as, as Belshazzar, but it will happen to you in a uh, in different way. You, you have all evidence, but we keep on rebelling. We keep on saying that. That is, that is for you, it's not for me. That happened to them, it's not for us. The, and clearly, it's also written in verse, First Corinthians 10 verse 6, that all these things that happened in the past, it happened for us to learn from them. And also, we read in the book of First Timothy 3, verse 16 that uh, First Timothy 3, verse 16 First Timothy 3, verse Second Timothy 16. That uh, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Verse 17. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped, for every good work. That the scriptures that we read, for us, we have seen that for us, is that we, it happened for us to learn from them. It happened, it is there for us to correct us. It's there for us uh, to teach us on how we carry ourselves uh, in our daily life. So, in a, now, we have seen that if we just go away from God, it's the God who set kings and is the one who removes kings. We are leaders today, tomorrow is other people. But what remains that all of us, we heed to what the Lord requires us to do. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 6, the Bible says, Now these things become our examples to the intent that we should not last after evil. Things as they also lasted. All these things we have seen that it happened for us to learn from them. It was not happened there to be stories. We have seen that Saul disobeyed God and what happened to him. The first time, God kept quiet. The second time, God quit. But the third time, now, God did not keep quiet. The book of uh, the book of 
Romans 15, verses 4. I'm almost winding up. Romans 15, verses 4. Romans 15, verses 4. Romans 15, verses 4. The Bible records. 15, verses 4. The Bible records. For whatever things were written before were written for learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. All those things, we have seen all the justification, why all these things were written. The only thing if we need to bear the fruits of uh, is only to abide in, uh, in our Lord, so that we can bear the fruits that is, require, that, that, that is required of us. Uh, John 15, verse 4, Bible says, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. That Saul decided that to dis, uh, he himself disobeyed God. And disobeying God, he now detached himself from God. And now he could not bear the fruits that he was required of him. Now we have, for us now, we have learned from what happened to Saul. It's upon to us now to make decisions. If we are going to abide in our Lord, that we may bear the fruits always. Uh, I know what always prompts us to do all these things it is the sin that is in us. Romans 7, 15 to 17. Romans 7. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. If I do what I do, I do not want. If I do not if I do if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. That all of us we know the disease that is in us. The disease that is in us is the sin. What prompts us to rebel our God? is the sin that is in us. We have identified the problem as a sin that lives in me. So the only answer to keep your heart pure and free from sin is to keep your focus on Jesus. If you don't keep 
your eyes on your Lord and Savior and stay in the safety of his arm, you will fall into temptation. Remember, when you are weak, Jesus is strong. When you, are, when you feel like giving up and yielding to sinful desires, cling even choose a cling even closer to Jesus for he is your strength courage hope power that he can help you fight the enemy so for, uh, I want you today that to make a decision that we are going to heed to what the Lord will speak to us Regardless of what, I'll be expecting uh, those who are. Uh, come, come. Book of Joshua, 24 verses. Joshua, 24 verses 14. If you have got it, you can, you can read it. Yes. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. Yeah, and serve him in sincerity and in truth. Yes. Yes. That we put all away, we put away all things that can hinder us from obeying our Lord. With these friends, they have been cut off. With these educations that can draw us away from our God. Then, if it is a relationship that we are in, then let's console our God. Verse 25, 24 verse 15. Yes. Yes. Yes, that I want you today that you choose you alone, you because you don't have your family here, you alone, or if you have, because I, can, I know that Lobar has his family here. So, if choose today that you will serve the living God. You will not hearken to the voice of men, but rather hearken the voice of our Lord. The last verse is in the book of James 2 verse 1. My brethren, not all do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, 
with partiality. With partiality. Let us always put, the, let us always prioritize our life with God. Let always put away those things can, that can hinder us from worshiping our God in a better way that he can accept us. Let us always cling to God that we worship him in truth and in spirit. This time, I would like that for those who are saying that from today, I will hearken to the voice of the Lord and I will do as his command to stand to stand with, uh, to, to stand up. If you feel that from today we will hearken to the voice of our Lord that if he will call you to serve him today that you will not neglect his, his work but rather you will accept his call.